Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 39 today, and we pray our way through four different subjects, worship, Psalm 29, a personal prayer, and a prayer for our culture. This week in the opening worship section of our prayer, we are focusing on God's immutability. Now, that's a big, fancy theological term for the fact that God does not change, ever, doesn't change. And so we are in Malachi 3, 6 this morning. It says, so for I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, sons of Jacob, are not consumed. Let's pray. Father, I so, so, so appreciate the opportunity to come before you today and to join others in prayer. I am so grateful for the opportunity to do that and the fact that we can do that with freedom. I'm so grateful for your scripture that we can open it up and that we can pray using words that you have given us. And today I am also so grateful for the fact that you do not change. Malachi says, for I, the Lord, do not change. That is you telling us you do not change. Therefore, we are not consumed. We can trust. We can rely. We can depend on your character, on your love towards us, on the fact that what you say in your word will be true today, will be true forever. I'm so grateful for that, and I honor you for that today. In Jesus' name, amen. We're in Psalm 29 today, and this is a little bit different. This psalm is a little bit different than the ones that we've been looking at. It's a hymn that praises God as the power behind the storm. The language devices, the structure, the references, all are very, very typical of the Canaanite religion. And some have suggested that it was actually a Canaanite hymn that the author, which is probably David, substituted the name of Yahweh for the name of Canaanite gods like Baal. Now, if it's not actually a Canaanite hymn that's got words substituted, it seems to be constructed intentionally to mimic that writing style. Now, why would that happen? Why would they do that? To remind us that no matter who or what we are tempted to worship, Yahweh is the one true God. So this is titled, The Voice of the Lord, A Psalm of David. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Lord, we declare you full of glory and strength today. You are due all of our worship, and we are here today right now to worship you in this place, in the splendor of your holiness. David says, The voice of the Lord is above the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord above the vast water. The voice of the Lord in power. The voice of the Lord in splendor. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the woodlands bare. In his temple all cry glory. Lord, you are the power, the person behind the storm. It is storming outside my window. It is raining really hard. We've had lightning and thunder and all of that can happen, but that is nothing compared to your power. You are the glory, the power behind the storm. You can make the wilderness shake. You can make the trees break. You can make the deer give birth and strip the woodlands bare. But all of us, when we see your power in your glory, we must also cry glory. David said, The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned king forever. 
The Lord gives his people strength and the Lord blesses his people with peace. Lord, you are enthroned over all that happens here on earth. You sit king forever and you give your people strength. I love that we have just declared your power in all of these stanzas and that the verses, the psalm ends with you giving your people strength and blessing us with peace. And so I pray that out of your power, you would do that, that you would give us strength and bless us with peace. In Jesus' name, amen. We're praying for ourselves against idolatry today. And so it's kind of interesting that this hymn reminds us that no matter what we are tempted to worship, that Yahweh is the one true God. And so today, as we're praying for ourselves against idolatry, we can remind ourselves that no matter what we are tempted to worship, who we are tempted to worship, God alone deserves our worship. We're in Leviticus 19.4 and 1 Corinthians 10.14 today. I'm going to read them both and then we'll pray. Leviticus 19.4 says, Do not turn to idols or make for yourselves any gods of cast metal. I am the Lord your God. 1 Corinthians 10.14 says, Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. Father, we ask that you would help us do that. Teach us to turn away from false gods in our lives, whether that is comfort or pleasure or achievement or whatever it might be, money or status or fame, whatever we are loving more than you, caring for more than you, I pray that you would help us to set that aside, help us to see you in all your glory, and therefore all of the other things turn to dust in the light of your glory. Father, help us to have a rightly placed fear, help us to have a rightly placed love, both of those centered in you. In Jesus' name, amen. We're praying for our economy. We've been doing this all week. Today, we have a couple of short verses, both from Proverbs. And one of them is Proverbs 12, 11. It says, those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. Proverbs 13, 4 says, a sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. Now, for those of you walking through the study of Proverbs with me in the second broadcast that we do every day called God's Wisdom for Today, we know that Proverbs is not promises. It is general truth. And so for those of you who aren't walking through that with me, know that these are not promises, but general truth. We're going to pray these today. Father, as we look at our economy and we think about the world getting back on its feet after the hits that it has taken this year, I pray that you would wake in us a desire for work, that you would wake in us a diligence, that we would be practical, willing to do whatever we need to do to feed our families. Is <laughs> Okay, that maybe not so much. Maybe not whatever we need to do, whatever we need to do righteously to feed our families, that we would be driven towards a healthy work ethic. Pray that as we do that, whether it's laziness or depression or hopelessness Whatever is keeping us from working as we need to, to feed our families, I pray that you would help us turn from that and instead turn towards you where you can fulfill the desires of the diligent, where we are fully satisfied in you and that you bless the work of our hands. Lord, as people do that in their individual homes, I pray that you would bring our economies prosperity. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much for joining me for prayer this morning. It is truly a privilege to be able to do this. If you're watching the broadcast and you find it helpful and you know some other people who would enjoy praying with us, I would encourage you to share it. It will just bring more voices that we can lift to God together. If you're a podcast listener, it will really help us if you subscribe to the podcast and rate and review it. That way it shows the podcast to more people who can join us for prayer. 
my heart is, is that we pray these scriptures together, that you and I would both grow in our prayer lives and that God would use this time to direct your heart in your own circumstances as he directs my heart in mine. I pray that he will answer these requests in mighty, mighty ways. But most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words that we are speaking. Amen. Amen.